For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another great edition of Believe in Sparks on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and we're available on your favorite directories including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. Find out more about us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast, at Believe Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you follow Sydney Weiss at SweetsBaby24 on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm at Stacey Pates on both platforms as well. And if you would like to advertise on our show, we would love to have you. Please contact Believe at Believe.com. So back in mid-May, May 15th, the LA Sparks signed our girl, Sydney Weiss, to a contract extension that would take us through the 2022 season. I wanted to share this episode this week because we're celebrating Sydney's birth this week. She was born on June the 16th, so I wanted to save this episode until we could uh, celebrate her birthday as Head coach Derek Fisher says, quote, Sydney Weiss is an invaluable part of our organization. She can play multiple backcourt positions, provides outside shooting, and is a model teammate and professional. Of all the teammates of Sydney's that I've spoken to, both collegiately and in the pros, they all she is an incredible teammate being partnered with her on this podcast we have so much to so much fun together and she's I, I just can't think of enough amazing words to truly describe Sydney Weiss I love this girl with all my heart so so excited for her to have signed through 2022 selfishly I win big in this as well <laughs> And before we hear from Sydney, I first want to say thank you to uh, Public Relations and Communications Coordinator Natalie Gilmore, who was part of this call and making this call successful. And of course, Eli Horowitz, the Director of Public Relations and Communications for your LA Sparks. You're going to hear Eli's voice throughout this podcast as he directs the media as we hear from Sydney. Uh, Very happy for her. And she's actually going to give a brief opening statement. Um, and then we'll get into Q&A. So go ahead, Sydney. Thank you, Eli. First of all, hello, everybody. I hope everyone is safe and healthy. Um, and thank you for being with us uh, this afternoon. Um, I just want to start off by saying how grateful I am for this opportunity. Um, it's a gift from God. Um, I mean, this this league is a beast. Um, it's a business and nothing is guaranteed. And to simply have the opportunity to continue to be a part of it um, and with the sparks uh, within itself is a blessing. Um, A lot of things can happen that are outside of all of our control. Um, You can get traded, you can get cut, you you can get injured. And so things can happen. And so to be able to say that um, I get to have the opportunity to represent the Sparks for um, a few more seasons, at least, uh, it's amazing to me. And so um, I can't be more grateful towards the owners, um, Eric, um, 
Michael and Coach Fisher for their belief in me and for continuing to work with me throughout all these seasons. And um, I don't take it for granted, talented women out there who don't simply get the opportunity. And so for me to have the opportunity within itself, um, I can't be. Uh, we'll start with Sabrina Merchant. With hey, Sydney. Congratulations. Uh, happy to hear that you're doing well. Uh, I'm just curious what the uh, experience with virtual training camp has been like for you so far and how you feel like that's impacted your ability to get to know the rookies and the new players. Yeah, um, it's different, obviously not being able to be in person with everybody and um, actually playing basketball. Um, it's a different feel for virtual training camp, but I think that it's been um, a different level of depth that we've been able to reach, getting to build that uh, camaraderie uh, through these meetings as a group, but also we've had a couple meetings just as the team so we can get to know each other um, as people more so than, um, you know, the, the camps have been full of uh, terminology, our principles and our foundation for defense and offense, but it's cool to have that opportunity as well to get to know um, each other as people, we have new faces. Um, and so getting to know uh, how they are as competitors and who they are as people. And then the rookies, um, it's, I can't imagine how they're feeling. Um, it's, and it's a crazy feeling to be welcome into the league to begin with, but now there's no like training camp where you can compete and sort of have that comfort zone of basketball and, and playing and practicing. You are just looking at each other um, on screen and you have inside jokes from past past seasons and um, you're, you're being welcome into this new world um, and trying to build those relationships. And they've done a great job um, soaking up the information, asking questions and being themselves. And so I think that's been the main goal for us is um, giving giving one another a platform to express ourselves and uh, to get to know each other um, on a different level, the best that we Awesome. We'll go over to John W. Davis. With the new CBA, did you, um, how much did you think about, you know, possibly entering free agency and trying to see how much you could command on the open market as opposed to re-signing with the Sparks? Um, loyalty is a big thing for me. And so for them to extend this opportunity within itself uh, to show their commitment, their belief in how they value me and what I can bring to the table, um, it shows a lot. They didn't have to offer that to me. They didn't have to offer a contract extension. And um, I find a lot of pride representing the, sport, the Sparks organization. Um, so there, there really wasn't uh, a desire for me to expand or look anywhere else. Um, I love being able to compete with these women. Um, I've built so many great relationships here and I love living in Los Angeles. I love the organization. Um, there's really so many pros uh, that come with being able to be part of this, uh, the Sparks organization. Um, and so um, my heart was set on um, being in LA for as long as I can. And um, I, I want to hold true to that. And I, I value that loyalty component um, that can be pretty rare to find at this level. Um, and so uh, I, it didn't even cross my mind to. to I will go over to Howard Megdahl. With high my question, I guess, is focused more on when you look at this roster, there's a significant amount of talent in that backcourt. Now, I know you've always battled for spots in the rotation, but 
battling for a spot in the rotation is obviously very different in this moment. I'm wondering how you think about it and whether you think the continuity of coming in, knowing uh, the team, knowing how, how Fish runs things, if that makes a difference for the role you hope to get this season. Yeah, I think um, ultimately the beauty of a team sport is the role that each person can play. And I, his philosophy is everybody stay ready and your name, uh, it's not that anything is guaranteed by any means, but your name can be called at any moment. And so, um, like you said, we have a very talented roster, um, amazing, legendary players. And so um, you never know on any given night who's going to go off, um, who might have an off night. And so it's amazing to be a part of a group um, where it's not like we have, uh, we have, we do have a lot of depth. And so, um, but also maturity and there's high people within this team. And I think ultimately it's that goal of wanting to do whatever each of us need to do to put ourselves in position to compete for a championship. Um, and so I take on whatever role that I'm given and I do the best that I can. And continue to work on weaknesses, continue to try and uh, stay in my lane in regards to my strengths and trying to find that niche um, every season. Um, and like I said, the, the opportunity within itself to be a part of this league, to be a part of this team, that's enough for me. And so I'm going to run with it and continue to improve. And um, I, I look forward to seeing how it all unfolds as we continue. Angel Gray. Sydney, as far as you, just happy to see you healthy. Hope everything is going well with you. But as far as the relationship last year, you used to tell Mary and I all the time, my mantra is just to stay ready. Obviously, you and Derek Fisher have that same mantra. If you could just kind of dive a little bit deeper into that relationship and how it can be improved or some things that you are looking forward to, just understanding what style he has and just the pieces that you do as far as the core pieces. I know there's new faces, but the confidence you have in building that relationship. Yeah, I think even um, for our coaching staff, for Coach Fisher to have that first season under their belt, uh, last season it was getting to know each other, um, going through the wars together, uh, learning the terminology, learning the expectations, um, finding that, that different level of trust as the season went on and understanding. And you can't really manufacture that. You just got to go through it and you got to figure it out. And so I think that season – it plays a huge role as we move forward. Um, we've gotten to know him. He's gotten to know us. Um, and what I love about him is he keeps those lines of communication open. He wants to hear from us as players and uh, he values our feedback and he knows he, he's been out there before. So he knows that we're the ones out there that are seeing things that um, we can communicate the adjustments that need to be made um, in the moment or in the big picture. And so we've had a lot of great talks um, as a group and individually with him um, going into this next season and during this virtual training camp about um, ways that we can be better. Um, and so I think that last season um, for me personally, getting to know him, getting to connect with him um, and having those discussions with him uh, you can't, there's no way to go around the, the intricacies of building relationships. And so I think as time goes on and as you have those uh, conversations and even as you share um, things about yourself and who you are away from the game, um, it, it adds not more layers of depth to that trust and that, that relationship that you can um, use when you compete. Jim Alexander with the L Do you feel like a survivor? given everything that you've you've dealt with over the last couple of months with COVID-19 and everything and what what was what do you take out of that experience 
Um, I don't, I mean, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that um, my case was mild. Um, and it wasn't, the reason why I wanted to go public with it was not to scare anybody. It wasn't to add any more chaos or um, craziness to the uncertainty that all of us were facing. I, I wanted to use my story and my experience to connect with others who might be going through a similar thing, to bring more of a steady approach to um, everything that was going on. Um, I think I was more focused on making sure my parents were going to be healthy and okay, because I'm staying with them and at the time and still there's so many things we don't know about it and so i i had a feeling when i was traveling back from spain that i wasn't a hundred percent i didn't want to say that i had the virus but i had a feeling that there was something up um and so i was i was recovering even before i got tested and got the test results and so i wanted to make sure that i continued to take care of myself and take the the precautions necessary to protect others more so than anything um and so I think, you know, as we continue to go forward and things are starting to open back up in different cities and it's different everywhere, um, that we continue to take those precautions of washing our hands and uh, monitoring our distance from other people. And um, so even though things are sort of going back to normal, it's very important to still, um, you know, monitor those things and uh, protect one another. But I, I think the coolest thing um, from my experience is now being able to give back. I've been donating plasma every week. And so it's really cool to be a part of that convalescent plasma donation program. And um, because of the antibodies in my blood, um, it's, I'm not trying to say that I'm like saving lives by any means, but to have the opportunity to at least use that experience and give it back in some way has been, uh, it's been really cool for me. To, to Amanda Skurlock with I just kind of want to ask you about, you know, being teammates with Marie Gulich. I understand that you all were, um, you two were teammates in college. Um, what, what excites you about being teammates again? It's Marie's an amazing person and that bond that we developed in college, um, you know, it's a forever thing. And uh, like I touched on earlier, this league is a business. And so there's a lot of things that are not in our control. So for us to end up on the same team again, I mean, it's like, it's too good to be true, to be honest. And um, I remember when she first told me about it, um, we both couldn't get too excited because you just never know how things could shake out. If, if I was going to get it, if she was going to get traded again, you just don't know. Um, and so once time moved on and um, she had conversations with the organization and um, it became more set in stone. We were like, oh my gosh, like this is real. <laughs> we get to be teammates again. Um, and so it's it's been so cool because ever since I left Oregon State, she had one more year and we built another, like another level of um, depth to our relationship because I was just checking in on her um, throughout her senior season, making sure that she was going through everything okay. Um, and then obviously stepping into the professional world and the overseas world. There's a lot of different things that because I had gone through it the year before, um, I was able to communicate and be a resource for her. Uh, but we, it's been a mutual thing. I mean, we've helped each other through so many different things. She's truly one of my greatest friends. Um, she's like a sister to me, my German sis. Um, and so it's, it's really cool to have the opportunity to share these moments with her as, um, as friends, but then to compete and hopefully, you know, compete for championships um, until further notice. That's what I hope for, for like a couple seasons, that would be amazing. And so I don't take that for granted either. Um, she's, 
an amazing competitor, talented basketball player, and an even better person. And so um, I can't wait for her to be in LA whenever, whenever we're all. You and I have talked a few times as far as your relationship with Derek Fisher and what that trust that he's giving you has meant to you. So going on to your new extension, what does it mean to continue to have that from him? Um, as I know you've said, he's instilled so much confidence in you. And how has your relationship, your personal relationship with him evolved over the last year? The extension within itself, I think, shows the confidence um, that he has in my development and his willingness to continue to help me improve. Um, and I think, uh, like I said earlier, um, going through wars together with people, going, you're in the trenches, you're working day in and day out, you're going through frustrating practices, um, amazing games, that growth, that journey together. Um, it, it brings a level of authenticity and depth to the relationships that um, you don't get um, in other places. And so as time goes on, um, you know, I got to know him better. Uh, he got to know me on and off the court. And uh, he's been he's been great when I was overseas, checking in, seeing how I was doing. And then obviously when the virus took place, um, he was checking in on me, making sure if, we, if I needed anything, that he was there for me. He asked if I wanted any books, like he wanted to send some books to our home if I wanted to read anything, which I think is awesome because I am a nerd when it comes to reading. And so um, I think he's just tried really hard to develop that personal relationship um, as well as um, the coach-player relationship. And that's not always the case, um, college and professional. You can't always bank on a person um, who wants the relationship component, who values the relationship component, and he really does. And um, he's taken the time to get to know each of us and uh, what brings us joy, what pushes our buttons so he can help us improve. And um, I think going into this next season, um, he's been very mindful to continue to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations and to coach us um, in ways that will bring the best out of us as a group. And Thanks. We'll go to Brady Clapper. Hey, Sid. Um, we talked about this time last year during preseason um, about what you had been working on in the offseason and in training camp to try to improve your game going into the 2019 season. Um, and then a lot of the things you mentioned, I seem to recall you mentioning you were working on your release time and whatnot. And, and a lot of those things that you mentioned, it was so clear in your game last season that you had been working on those. Uh, so I'm wondering if there are any specific elements to your game that you've been working on this offseason or, you know, obviously when playing overseas. And also what your availability is right now with gyms or any court where you can actually be working on those skills, what you're able to do right now physically and what you're working on for the season yeah um so when i was overseas it was um another dimension of getting myself back to an aggressive scores mentality i think for um a while because um you know this last season my role that i stepped into was keep it simple on both ends of the floor don't make mistakes do my job and have fun you know and then in, in overseas life, a lot of the times the imports that you brought over there for a reason, and that's to get buckets and that's to get wins. And you got to do what you got to do in order to ensure that happens. Um, and so I think I had to shift my mentality of being more aggressive, taking those risks, taking those shots and 
I don't want to um, insinuate by any means that my role last season was restricted. Coach Fisher always gives us freedom. He gives us freedom to make those plays, to take those risks. Uh, but it was, it was me more so um, not wanting to take them, that I want to just keep it simple, um, get it to our scores, get it to our go-to players, and then if I have that open shot, knock it down. Uh, but I think overseas, it shifted my mentality to um, having the ball in my hands, creating off the dribble, off of on-ball on screens, um, moving without the ball, just putting all those components together. Um, so then when I come back to the Sparks this next season, um, when I have the ball in my hands, I can be more of a threat myself. Um, and then now since I've been home, it's actually been really good for me because I've taken time um, to focus on my health and wellness as a person. Um, so I still do basketball workouts. I think gyms are being open up now, uh, but I have uh, a hoop, I have like a couple options for outdoor hoops and it's not deathly hot in Phoenix yet, so I can still use them. Um, but I, I've just been going there to shoot and work out. And it bring, it's been really cool because it, it brings me back to my roots. Um, I love, uh, we have a basketball hoop in my driveway. It has no backboard, it has no net, but it has been through everything with me. And so to be back using that and then using the parks, it's, it's really cool and it centers me. Uh, but I also have been taking time to figure out what my body needs um, to stay healthy and for longevity. So doing more mobility work, yoga, stretching. Um, we have some workouts that our strength and conditioning coach provides. It's not mandatory, but um, she knows her stuff. I am not a trainer by any means. I don't know what's best for me sometimes. And so to have a blueprint has helped me figure it out along the way. And so I've done a lot more stuff away from basketball. So I'm not pounding on the same muscles every day, but really focusing on different ways to stay in shape and to To Andrew Greif. You've been so conscientious about kind of using your platform uh, to inform others about COVID-19. I'm curious, because we're doing this at a time when some leagues are kind of reopening training, what has your experience, your personal experience, um, what has that taught you about what kind of precautionary measures you would want to have in place for any league that kind of gets going again, whether it's practices or games in the next coming weeks or months? Yeah, it's, it's tough to know for sure. Uh, this virus is very complex and confusing to a lot of us still, I think, and maybe it's not. Maybe some people have it figured out and I just don't. Um, I've gone back and forth with, um, you know, is it safe? Is it safe to be, be opening things back up? Is it safe to play sports? You know, because you're in such close contact with people breathing heavily on each other. And, um, you know, there's been so much talk about the virus being passed um, through surfaces. So you're touching a ball. I touch my face all the time. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if when I was in Spain, you know, you never know because I was touching the bottom of my shoes, wiping sweat off my face. And you just don't know. There's so many unknowns that come with it. And so, um, I, I feel for the people who are in positions to make these difficult decisions. I mean, there's so many things to take into account, um, the health and, sa and safety of people in general. I mean, that is like the main focus and the main priority, uh, but trying to also come to terms or um, come to a place of what a season could look like if it's in people's best interest. Um, that's a lot of take to take into consideration. And so um, there are still, like I said, I feel like there's a lot of unknowns that come with this. And so just trying to make sure that we figure out what's best for um, the health and safety of Christina Williams, girls. Talk. 
Um, knowing that you're locked in until 2022 and seeing other players on your team like Candice and Janae, like kind of build their personal brands. Um, is there any plan for you to kind of do the same knowing that you're locked in um, for the next two years? I, the branding component of my life has always been a work in progress. Um, I, you know, as I've stepped into this world, um, cause in college, obviously you take that pride in the university and you don't really look at yourself as an individual, but now you are your own product. And so I think it's amazing to be in Los Angeles where there are so many opportunities to make connections and, um, to build those types of relationships. And when you look at the people that I'm surrounded by within the team, Candace, uh, NECA, Cheney, um, Chelsea. I mean, they have such great people that they've partnered with. And I think um, keeping that in mind, if when I, when it comes to building my brand, uh, my intentions would be to connect with platforms that um, I believe in and that are um, positive towards others. Um, so it, I know that, you know, I have a lot to learn in that re regard, um, but I, I love the idea of being able to connect through the platform that I've been given and having the, the security of being in Los Angeles and knowing um, the people and the, the organizations that we have surrounding that city. And so I'm definitely going to be looking into um, more opportunities to, to connect like that. Hugh Hopkins. Um, congrats, Sydney. Uh, well done. Um, and uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, you've obviously spoken a bit about your brand there. I wanted to talk about your sort of aspirations with, within the game a little bit because the Sparks, they have um, different levels of talent at different stages of their career now. Um, and many of them are entering sort of veteran territory. Uh, you know, you're, you're a younger player. Um, I wondered what your thoughts were. You, you know, you mentioned loyalty earlier. I wondered what your thoughts were about sort of sticking around with the team and um, continuing your career. What, what's your ambition long-term within, uh, within the LA franchise? Hugh, I'm almost a veteran now. I mean, I am almost <laughs> going to be in my fifth year, which is just wild. Uh, but absolutely. I mean, um, thinking about that, thinking that this is my fourth season within itself, is, it's crazy how fast it goes and the lessons I've been able to learn along the way. Uh, but I, I think a few of the goals that, I, I was thinking about it last year, actually, last summer, um, and I, I remember before entering the league, my my goals were to be uh, on varsity all four years in high school, to get a Division One scholarship, and then to make to become a professional basketball player. And then once I made it to that level, I was like, now what? Now what? Now what do I get to do with this? Um, and so I, it took me some time to figure it out and to find my footing within the world to begin with. Uh, but now I feel, I feel like there's so much that I want to get better at. And I want to, I mean, my aspirations as an individual is to eventually become an all-star. Um, and then I want to win a championship. I mean, that's, that's basically it. I, I mean, I love um, what comes with the game, the relationships that I get to continue to build. And as I, as I get older within the league, I get to mentor the rookies that come in and the, the kids that are coming after me, which I think is such a privilege to, to be a part of the league right now is so cool. It's, it's on an upward swing and the culture is healthy and um, you know, and I can't speak for what it was before I was in it, but it's, it, since I've been in it, to see the growth and the determination and the leadership and having NECA firsthand as the president of the union to listen to her and 
to to see those union meetings and it's been so cool to learn the ins and outs of of the league and i feel very fortunate to be a part of that um to continue to to help those who are stepping into this league eventually um and to make it better than we left it and so definitely i mean aspirations basketball wise competitively to to be the best that i can when i'm done uh being an all-star would be awesome but i think a couple championships that is like the ultimate goal um to bring to los angeles thank you uh raymond lyons made the how did you feel kind of with um with opening day going past and you guys not uh not being able to play and you you were actually supposed to be here in dc against the mystics but um and also, uh, what's the, the general level of optimism just kind of around the league and maybe within the organization about when things are going to start uh, getting going? Yeah, that was uh, – we had um, a team meeting that day that was just scheduled. Uh, but I, I had written in my planner um, the games for the summer. And then now I've been writing plans over those games, obviously, because – they're not happening. Um, and so it definitely was, it was such a bittersweet day because that was also when um, the announcement happened for my contract extension. Uh, but I, I knew that at the same time, like I, I wish that we could be playing. Um, and so it was a interesting idea that, you know, with all this going on that we should be playing basketball because it doesn't even seem, um, a lot of it doesn't seem real sometimes. And so it, it it's hard, but ultimately, so when it comes to making these decisions for a season and uh, what it looks like this summer, um, the the priority is our health and safety and the health and safety of everybody. So um, anybody involved in um, in general with our country and the world. Um, so it's it's tough to know. I think it just comes with time and continuing to see what the numbers look like, um, what the experts are telling us, and making sure that we communicate as players, as a union, and the league, and continuing to keep those lines um, forward and try to make those decisions. So happy to know that she's going to be a spark for at least two more years. I hope to keep her here forever. So last season, Sydney appeared in 32 games. She started 16 of those, averaging 4.8 points, 1.8 assists per game while shooting 37% on three-pointers. She averaged 20.6 minutes per game and appeared in all four of the playoff games. Also in 2019, she recorded career highs in points, rebounds, assists, steals, minutes, starts, and field goals made. And as always, this season, her focus is on being the best team player she can be. She's going to work her tail off for the spark. She loves this city. She loves the community. She loves the W. And she loves all of you listeners. And so do I. Thank you so much for joining us on another great episode of Believe in Sparks on the Believe Podcast Network. Once again, follow Sydney at SweetsBaby24 on Instagram and Twitter. I met Stacy Pates on those platforms as well. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And we're available on your favorite directories, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. And if you would like to advertise on our show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For Sydney Weiss, I'm Stacy Pates. Catch you next time on the Believe Podcast Network. So bright, so bright, bright. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.